Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. How many times this team brings my heart out? I'll never stop loving the Los Angeles Dodgers. Think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And welcome to another episode of Dodgers Dugout Live presented by GearUp.LA and the Dodgers Nation app. And we've got a jam-packed show for you today. A little later, we're bringing on Mr. Tim Rogers, the Dodgers prospect guru from Dodgers 2080. We're going to talk about some of these new prospect lists. Where do the Dodgers future stars place on this list? We're going to talk some rotations, talk some bullpen, lots to get into with my friend, Mr. Tim Rogers. But if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel, the number one Dodgers YouTube channel in the game. Hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button. And just so you know, we are less than 500 subs away from the Shohei Otani jersey giveaway number 17. And all you have to do to be sure you're eligible for the giveaway is that one, you're subscribed to the channel, and two, that you comment done down below. We're doing tons of giveaways this entire year, autographs, jerseys tickets to games. It's going to be a great year here at Dodgers Nation. It's all thanks to you. Got some comments down below as always and fire away throughout the entire show. Drop those comments. I got producer Jordan over there looking for your comments and we're going to read some of these. We got Steven DMAC. You're the best. When is the Luzardo trade happening? DMAC, what up from Temecula? We got Dun 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 from Barry. Dun Dine Schroeder. You guys can hear me okay though down below in the chat, correct? You can hear me but you just can't hear Tim. Okay, so we're going to bring back Tim a little later. So, Tim, we will we'll bring you back a little later, maybe after this show, if we can't figure things out. But that's Mr. Tim Rogers, of course, the prospect guru. We will get him on to talk Dodgers baseball and the Dodgers prospects. We got Mark Aloha DMAC from the 50th state. We've got I Got Jams Cartaya. Isn't a hot prospect anymore. He's a throw-in. We got Hey DMAC, glad I could catch the live stream. What up, BT Fouts? Yeah, I've seen the comments down below. One person said yesterday that their boss had a talk with them about watching my show during the work hours. And I just want to say I apologize to your boss. But look, there's more things important, and that's Dodgers baseball. So, okay, let's just be honest here. Let him watch the stream, Okay. We got, uh, we can't hear. Okay, yeah, so we worked that out. We're going to get Tim back on the show in a little bit. Dustin May, the new Eric Gagne. So you know what? I'm going to talk that giant story. I'm going to let that rev up a little bit. I don't know if you guys have seen this at this point. The Dodgers are doing a giveaway where they're giving away 15,000, 15,000 Mickey Mouse ears for when the Dodgers play the Giants. Now, just some initial thoughts on this. One, this is a poverty franchise in the San Francisco Giants. This is a franchise that is desperate to be relevant. You know who should be wearing those Mickey Mouse ears? It's Farhan Zaidi. It's the ownership group of the San Francisco Giants, the team that hasn't been able to acquire a superstar. Why don't they have a Arson Judge bobblehead giveaway, right? Because they haven't been able to acquire that star. And I think it's just so embarrassing that it's four years after. I mean, I get it. You talk Mickey Mouse ring, this and that. Okay, fine. Well, this is just goofy. This is goofy for a franchise that saw their TV ratings decline, that has seen their attendance decline. And if you look at what they're trying to do in this one, they're trying to create a buzz. They're trying to win social media. And they're trying to get their giveaway team a little bit of raise there. But... Look, I think this is embarrassing for this Giants organization. When you talk about rent-free, this is the most rent-free thing I've ever seen from a rival. And this Giants team giving away Mickey Mouse ears is absolutely embarrassing. And you consider that you've heard Buster Posey, you've heard the talk around Major League Baseball that fans don't want to go to Giants games right now. 
players don't want to sign with San Francisco. Maybe they should do a broom giveaway so you can clean up San Francisco and try to make it a more attractive destination and make that these these players and fans want to actually go to games at that ballpark, right? So, look, I think that it's funny, but really it's more embarrassing. It is truly embarrassing because the Giants, they have stupid giveaways and the Dodgers have Shohei Otani. The Dodgers have Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. And, yeah, look, season finished, it is. SF stands for season finished, and their season's going to be finished before it even started. And just go ask the San Diego Padres. Ask the San Diego Padres how it worked to troll the Dodgers when they put up a Clayton Kershaw crying meme in San Francisco. I mean, in San Diego. I think it's a... Uh, that sounds like a robot right now. I don't know if it sounds like that on the thing, does it? Okay, just through my ears. But, um, yeah, I mean, just go ask them how that was, how that worked out, because their season was done after that. It was season done. It's going to be season finish. And like I said, have your stupid giveaways. The Dodgers, you have Shohei Otani. You have a team that everyone's talking about because of what you did in free agency, because of how your roster looks, not because of dumb giveaways. When the Dodgers play the Giants, they should just give out clown noses for the Giants fans that show up that think this is a funny thing. I mean, I almost don't even believe that it's real because let them get, they had nothing to really get excited about, right? What are you excited about? Wilmer Flores hitting cleanup for you, for having Lamont Wade be a big part of your lineup. They don't have any signings to be excited about. You don't have Blake Snell. You don't have Cody Bellinger. You don't have Matt Chapman. So, hey, this is all you have at this point in San Francisco. And I think really just an embarrassing giveaway for that organization. But we're going to talk some Dustin May here because if you saw yesterday, Dustin May, he posted a video of him throwing. And I think that's very encouraging. I think seeing Dustin May show on social media that he's starting the process of getting back on the mound, it's very encouraging for Dodgers fans because, look, the reality with Dustin May is when it comes to pure filth, pure talent, pure stuff, when he's right and when he's healthy, he's as talented as any pitcher in baseball. That is how filthy and good his stuff is. I always say about Dustin May, his stuff moves more than a military family, and that at some point we are going to see Dustin Mania Hopefully, he's going to get that opportunity. Hopefully, we'll see him back on the mound at some point this season. And that brings up today's Dodgers dugout poll question of the day. I asked you guys over on Twitter, should the Dodgers move Dustin May to the bullpen and make him the full-time closer at some point? And currently, 71% of you have voted yes, and 29% of you say no. So I want your take on that. Do you think that the Dodgers should move Dustin May to the bullpen at some point? Do you see him as someone who could be a dynamic, lethal closer at the big league level? Well, let's do a little rewind on Dustin May and look at his career and how it's unfolded to this point because Dustin May was one of the more highly touted prospects in that Dodgers organization. He came up through the farm system very quickly. He made his debut in 2019. And the only unfortunate thing is health is wealth. He just can't stay healthy. And if you look at the year he had last season coming back from Tommy John surgery, he was on his way. He allowed two or fewer runs in seven of his first eight starts. Now, the strikeout numbers weren't where you want to see them. You want to increase that strikeout rate. Struck out a little over 18% of the batters that he faced last season. The league average was around 22%. So he was below average when it came to striking out opposing hitters, an 18.2% strikeout rate to be specific. And over the last two seasons, you're looking at a 20.8% strikeout rate. And you want to see that number improve, but... What really stood out last season with Dustin May in the time that he was on the mound is he was going deeper into games. He averaged 5.8 innings per start. That was second on the team behind Clayton Kershaw. You saw him inducing soft contact. You saw him missing barrels at an elite level. You saw the filth. You saw the sinker and the four-seam fastball and his cutter just break bats and generate soft contact. And unfortunately, his season was derailed by injuries once again. On May 17th, he was pitching against the Twins. He goes out there in that first inning. I was at that game. Had two strikeouts. 
and didn't come out there for the second. And at the time, it felt like, okay, precautionary. You don't want to force this guy into action considering his history of injuries. But that was the last we saw of Dustin May last season. And he was only able to make 15 starts after returning from Tommy John's surgery. They ultimately decided to put him on the shelf for a couple of days as they got to the bottom of it. And they ultimately determined that it was a flexor pronator strain. And he opted for a PRP shot, hoping that he could avoid surgery. So there was the waiting game. And usually when you got the PRP shots, it's only a matter of time, right? It's a last-ditch effort. More than likely, you're going to have to go under the knife. And unfortunately, that is what happened. He Now, the most important thing, though, is he didn't have his second Tommy John surgery, right? He had the new advanced surgery where you had the brace. And that's something that makes me feel encouraged. The new UCL repair with that internal brace, it's not as invasive. And the hope there is that it reduces the amount of time that, one, the pitcher can get back on the mound and that he can be effective and he can go out there and regain that feel, regain that velocity faster than a typical Tommy John level surgery. And what makes it really interesting is the new procedure, it has the internal brace, less invasive, and you're not just drilling tunnels into the bone right there and using a graft from a tendon in your arm or your leg. So it's that collagen-coated fiber tape In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In, I think it's fascinating. I really do. And for Dustin May to get back on the mound, you... Look at the fact that you have advancements in the medical field that allow pitchers to really fast-track their return. And the hope is that he returns at some point this season. Now, best-case scenario, he comes back towards the middle of the season, a little after that, at some point during the summer. And the question is, what would his role be if he returned to the Dodgers? Now, in my opinion, of course you're not going to rush him back and have him be a starting pitcher right away, right? You're want, going to want to handle him with kid gloves, have a little bubble wrap there, and let him ease back into it. And I think that has to be the plan because if you look at his career right now, the most starts, the most innings that he's pitched in a season was back in 2020 in that COVID-shortened season where he made 10 starts. That's his career high. He pitched 56 innings, had 44 strikeouts, and then all came in a 60-game 2020 season. So that's very telling about the durability issues that Dustin May has. And for starters, I just want to say this. Never pitch Dustin May in the month of May ever again. Both of these injuries have occurred in May, one on May Day on May 1st, one on May 17th. So if we could find some way to just skip May in the future, that's going to be a good thing. And the good news is no matter what, he won't be pitching in May in 2024. Now, the flashes last season are what make me believe that you still have to see if he can be a starting pitcher. Just look at his start on March 31st. Go back and look at those highlights. March 31st, Dustin May, Diamondbacks at home. Seven scoreless innings. That was a career high, the longest start of his career. He only gave up three hits, gave up a walk, struck out four. And that is a version of Dustin May that gives you encouragement that this is someone, if he can stay healthy, he can be a starting pitcher in this league. And look, everyone acts like he's 30 35. This is someone who is only a little over a year older than Bobby Miller, and he's pitched parts of five seasons. So he has a ton of experience. It's just about keeping him healthy. And I think that long term, if it doesn't work out as a starting pitcher, sure, 
you move into the bullpen. And I think initially, that's where I have him. You bring him back, and you give him a multi-inning reliever role in that Dodgers bullpen, and his stuff will play up. If you look at his numbers, and it was a while ago, but when he came out of the pen, the swing and miss was up, the strikeout rate was up. His stuff's going to play up no matter what. You're going to see a guy that's sitting at 97, 98 miles per hour on the two-seam on the sinker. You're going to see someone working the top of the zone on the four-seam fastball. His stuff's going to play up no matter what, but if you're one of these starting pitchers, right, and yes, if you're a bullpen piece, you're not getting a starting pitcher's workload. So in theory, in theory, it's going to take a lot less wear and tear on your arm. And yes, there'll be less mileage, right? There'll be less mileage, but it's how you're driving that car, right? And it's the delivery. And it's not so much the innings as much as is the mechanics, I've talked to scouts. I remember last year during spring training watching Dustin May just talking to people saying, look, he's going to get injured again unless he cleans up those mechanics. And it's that whip, violent, contorting movement that he does, the grip it and rip it style where it's a three-quarters delivery that makes him susceptible to injury. So the first thing I would do is I would have a long conversation with Dustin May and the trainers and all the medical staff and the analytics department and have a discussion about what it would take to clean up your mechanics. Can we clean up those mechanics and reduce the injury risk? Because, look, Dustin May, I've talked to D-May before, and I've asked him about his mechanics and his style, and he's like, look, I grip it and I rip it, and you see the results, right? The movement is filthy. He's nasty. And you wonder if the fear is that if he tweaks those mechanics, will it reduce his effectiveness? Would he not be as nasty? I think that you can find a happy medium. Now, long-term, sure. First, he's someone that, look, all starting pitchers, right? We're star- all starting pitchers. You start as a starting pitcher, and then you move to a reliever. Look at Daniel Hudson. Daniel Hudson, someone who had multiple Tommy John surgeries. He eventually made his way as a bullpen piece, and he got the final out of a World Series in 2019 as a closer. So, yes, the reality is his stuff is so good, his stuff is so electric, that you can't sell any of your Dustin May stock. He's someone that you for sure have to see what you can get out of him, and I think he's still young enough to the point where you still see if you're a starting pitcher because there's also this factor too, right? If you're a starting pitcher... And let's say he comes back and he's a starter and he's under all that team control. If he hits free agency in a few years, in a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Right? And he's making his case to be a starting pitcher in this league, and he's just hovering around 100, 150 innings a year, avoiding another injury. You're talking about a potential difference in earnings of 80 to 100 million dollars, right? So, that's something that you need to factor in is that from a earning standpoint, if you can make it as a starting pitcher, your earnings potential is significantly higher than as if you're a reliever. It's like if you're an actor, if you're an actor, you want to be a movie star first, right? Tom Cruise has never done television, okay? Tom Cruise just signed a massive deal with Warner Brothers to do a ton of massive franchise movies, right? Yeah, TV is great, still can get paid. But if you can be a movie star versus a TV star, you'd take the movie star each and every time, right? So that's, I think, how you have to look at it as far as Dustin May and being a starting pitcher. Now, for next season specifically, there's no question about it. You start him off slowly in the bullpen, see what you can get out of him. And then years down the line, let's not forget, I mean, this is typically a closer per se is someone you want to see a little more swing and miss, Right? There's a reason why Bruce Dark Gratterall isn't a closer. Right, You want to see a little more swing and miss, a little more of that high punch out, high strikeout rate, 
And Dosame is someone who strikes out opponents at a below average rate. So his stuff is nasty. There's that's undeniable, but it's not necessary. I think you would have to tweak his mix a little bit to move him into that closer's role. So that's where I stand on Dustin May. Next year, you go, you bring him in as a reliever, but still under so much team control that I think he's owed the benefit of the doubt to see if, okay, can I clean things up to the point where I can be a Nathan Eovaldi type, right? A Walker Bueller type, hopefully, right? Guys that have had multiple Tommy John surgeries, multiple major arm surgeries, but have still been able to handle a starter's workload. And of course, Walker Buehler hasn't done it yet, right? But there are plenty of examples of guys that have had multiple Tommy John surgeries that have been able to make it. So I think it's premature to move Dustin May into the bullpen full-time, right? Unless that's something that he thinks is better for him and he approached the organization with that idea. I think that it's still very, very premature. It's fun to say, right? It's the fun thing. Oh, move him as closer, move him as closer. He can come out to... Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme or something like that, right? It's, he's got a closer feel to him as far as he's code red, right? Dustin Mania. There's a marketing element to it and that kind of stuff. Have him be the next Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne, failed starter, turns out to be one of the better relievers in his era with the save streak. So personally, I still think you got to see what you got in him as a starter and then try to ease him in as a reliever. I still think that we're not ready to see him as a closer just yet. DMAC, grow a beard. That's from James out there. Done 17, grow a beard. This ain't the Yankees. Honestly, my beard, it takes a while. I got to put like Rogaine on this, but my, I don't know. I Babyface assassin, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's going to take me a minute. I'll try though. I will try. And then, uh, and then we'll see how it goes from there. But let me read those comments down below. What are your thoughts on Dustin May into that closer's role? Does he have a closer's personality? That's from Geshmake over on YouTube. We got Luis Ortega, trade Austin Barnes, Roy Estrada, DMAC grow a beard, and Yankees need to grow a pair. That's from Roy. Beers on me at Dodgers Fest, DMAC. Yeah, hey, I'm going to see you guys at Dodgers Fest. Look for me. I'm going to go out, meet some of you guys, hopefully, towards this stage, and we'll work something out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you got that $10. But uh, Mr. Seabad, we got uh, Mr. Seabed, the actor, TV star versus movie stars podcast. Go a perfect way to explain the starter versus closer complex. Look, I'm just telling you, right? Robert De Niro's never done television, right? If they offer you a part in a movie franchise, you want to be Yoshinobu Yamamoto, right? You want to be Tyler Glass now and Garrett Cole. You want 300 plus million versus Edwin Diaz, 102 million. Josh Hader looking for 100 million. There is a big, big difference. And his stuff is so intriguing, so enticing. You guys want me to grow a beard? Maybe Dustin May should shave that, that those red locks off. Just switch something up, right? Sometimes you got to switch things up. We got Mitchell Hopkins here. Tim disappeared just like the Dodgers starting rotation last year. Ouch. Finish him. Yeah, that hurts. We're going to see Tim later, though. So, Tim Rogers, my good friend. We'll have him on. We'll talk about... Some of the new prospects, rankings list, Diego Cartaya, Dalton Rushing. Lots of things to be excited about. Listening to you while delivering UPS. That's from Gene. Oh, so we got a Padres player. In, no, I'm just kidding. We got the Gene. Thank you. Hey, man. The Dodgers are going to deliver this season, I'll tell you that. And Andrew Friedman delivered us all the free agents we could ever want. We got It's a moot point if he re-insures his arm, pulling up a dead buck for the camera. That's from BT Fouts. We got Craig. May is two years away from starting. Relief is his job now. Yeah, as I said, you start him off in relief. You saw what he was able to do a couple years ago. He comes back against the Marlins. He looked phenomenal. Then he dealt with a back injury, too. So it's not just his arm. He's dealt with a back injury. We didn't even see him in the NLDS versus the Padres. So he's someone that he's got the size. He's got the, the stuff. And if he can stay healthy... He's going to be a wealthy man no matter what, right? It's just a matter of what is his role going to be. I'm calling it now. Teo hits a bomb off Lance Lynn this season. Mitchell Hopkins. That might be something fun to talk about. Predicting who will hit the Dodgers' first home run this season. I'm going Shohei Otani. By the way, Otani is going to hit like seven home runs against the Giants during that giveaway. So, yeah. I mean, I still can't get over that. I still can't get over that. 
We got uh, this isn't uh, uh, we got uh, they should have given away tickets to Disneyland instead. Why the ears? Yeah, look, Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. People want to go there. No one wants to go to San Francisco, right? No one wants to go to that ballpark. No one wants to sign with that franchise. So I think that's fair. Giants are so kind for celebrating our World Series win. The Mickey Mouse hats will go great with the Disney font on the jerseys. The kids will love them too. That's from Zella Zoom. And look, say what you want. I mean, if they, what does that say about the Giants? I mean, what does that say about the fact that you wait four years to do this in, hey, more fuel to fire? Because look, I'm not content with the 2020 World Series only. I want more. Greed is good, right? Like Gordon Gecko said. Andrew Friedman said on this show a few months ago that they wanted a parade. So if they think they're clowning this organization in any way, shape, or form, I got news for you. This organization, they're competitive. They're as hungry as any franchise, I think, in all professional sports right now. And they didn't need this for extra motivation. They're, they want to win with Otani. They want to win with Freddie Freeman. They want to win multiple World Series titles, and that's going to be a whole lot of nothing we got Barnes Taylor Vargas and Lux for Arenado that's from Bobby Dreadwell for that to happen you have to make sure that Arenado is available and at the moment he isn't sometimes things just aren't for sale I would include K in a trade for Luzardo so we got the pitching ninja loves Dustin May yeah he's like the pitching ninja hall of famer he provides like 50% of their content of his content the great Rob Friedman when he's healthy can take this off. Uh, Pitching Ninja loves Dustin May. Place Dave Roberts on waivers. What up? No, we got Nando 390. Nando. Alex, Luis Arias is available. Why not also get him along with Luzardo? That lineup and rotation will be all but set. So, yeah, let's transition here and talk about the latest on the trade market, latest free agency rumors. Because, look, like I said, the masterpiece is complete, right? Andrew Freeman has painted his Sistine Chapel, but this organization can still get better. I still think you need to add another bullpen piece, potentially. And I know everyone wants Josh Hader. And what is the latest with Josh Hader? Well, everyone said, okay, Shohei Otani was going to be the big domino. And once the Shohei Otani domino fell, then we were going to see just this Big flurry of signings that Bellinger and Chapman and Hader and all these guys that fall off the board. Well, still, the market is extremely slow at the moment, and we still haven't seen some of these big names sign with teams. And Hader is the one guy that still remains that the Dodgers might sign. Is it likely? I wouldn't go that far. But I do think that they are in wait and see if you fall into our laps at the right price mode, then maybe they do that because Josh Hader is looking for a deal that exceeds Edwin Diaz's $102 million deal that he signed with the Mets last offseason. But Jim Bowden, he did say the Yankees, Rangers, and Dodgers are three teams that are in play, but he also mentioned that none of those teams or any team right now in Major League Baseball has offered more than $100 million. So it doesn't appear that Josh Hader is close to getting the contract that he's after. He wants that $100 million plus back. He wants to say, okay, I am the highest paid closer, highest paid reliever in Major League Baseball history. But as of right now, those offers aren't on the table. And that is... Good news if you're a Dodgers fan that has dreams of Josh Hader, because I can guarantee you that they're not going to give him over $100 million. But would they be willing to sign him at a reduced rate? It's like they were able to get Teoscar Hernandez because the market wasn't as robust as he had hoped, and the multi-year deals weren't out there. And there's a lot of factors for that, right? Regional sports networks having their issues, a lot of Teams are weary of going out there and spending big money just because they're wondering about their own situations, right? Now, I think that Josh Hader is basically the Otani of the reliever market in that he is the big domino because there's a lot of relievers that have not been signed yet. you got Robert Stevenson. You've got Hector Neris and Araldis Chapman and David Robertson and Jacob Junis and our own Ryan Brazier, right? A lot of those guys... They all haven't been signed, right? So there's still a 
big handful of top-level bullpen pieces that still are available for teams out there. And until Josh Hader signs with the team, I don't think you're going to see those guys fall off the board. And I think the interesting thing about Josh Hader is, man, if there's any part of Josh Hader where he's saying to himself, look, I want to maybe go back to a team, prove my dominance once again, and re-enter the market next season, try to get more money. Well, hey, he's 29 years old. He's 29 years old, and one year he has another dominant season. Maybe he would be able to sign an $80 million deal and maybe you get on a shorter-term AAV deal with the Dodgers that's in the $20 million range, right? And he's, at the end of the day, making $100 million, right? So maybe if that's the goal, that could still be in the cards. But I still believe that at the end of the day, the Yankees, the Rangers, those are two teams that they need pitching. Texas could still bring back Jordan Montgomery. And maybe it opens it up if his agent makes it known that he's willing to take a shorter-term deal. Now, I found this also very interesting. This was put out there by Robert Murray, MLB insider from Fansided. Robert Murray put it out there that teams are telling Josh Hader that when you look at his injury history, he's received some of the best feedback that they've given out as far as him having, quote, the cleanest medical files they have seen in a free agent. So that definitely is encouraging. And if I'm a team looking to sign him for long term, that's what you want to see. And you look at his workload. He's thrown 184 innings since 2019, since the 2020 season, right? So since 2020, he's thrown 184 innings. That's going to be a fresh Josh Hader, right? And he hasn't gone more than an inning since September 7th, 2019. He's primarily been a closer, racking up those save stats. And you look at his last 340 and two-thirds innings, a 2-5 ERA, 648 strikeouts. In modern baseball, he leads the sport in opponent's batting average and strikeout rate. So... Those numbers point to an elite closer, right? He has nothing to prove as far as his performance on the mound. Last season, a little bit of an aberration, had an ERA over five. He was struggling after he was traded from the Brewers to the Padres. But then towards the end of the year, he really looked like the Josh Hader of old. He was a dominant closer once again. So look, one, you're getting a dominant closer. Two, you're getting a guy that has been able to stay healthy. He's durable. And three, you're getting a left-handed Pitcher. That's something that I think this Dodgers bullpen could definitely benefit from. The only issue is the cost. Like I said yesterday, the Dodgers are that billionaire that has the Rolls Royce, the mansion in Beverly Hills, the private island in the Maldives, the 500-foot super yacht, the private jet. The only question is, do you want to keep adding? And Josh Hader would absolutely be that. That would be the A++ move. Right, you're already at A plus plus. He would add a couple of pluses to their offseason. But I want to present an idea to you guys that I think the Dodgers should consider if they want to add another reliever. If they want to add a high leverage bullpen piece that would come significantly cheaper than a Josh Hader. He's someone that I've been talking about for months now. I talked about him during the season, if you were watching the show, and that is Miami Marlins left-handed reliever Tanner Scott. Now, Tanner Scott, if you look at his numbers and you compare those numbers to Josh Hader, and I didn't give you the name, there's certain metrics where Tanner Scott is better than Josh Hader as far as his peripherals last season. He had a 33.9 strikeout rate. That was under... Josh Hader's 36%, but still, you're talking about a strikeout rate that's well above average. He had a 231 ERA. That was good for 16th. If you look at Josh Hader last season and the numbers he put up, dominant numbers. He was elite across the board. He had a 128 ERA, so that's better than Tanner Scott's 
231 ERA, but you look at the FIP, a two one a two one seven FIP for Scott and a two sixty nine FIP for Hader. You look at the expected FIP, which is a number that a lot of front offices, a lot of analytics people in baseball, they're looking at expected stats. They're not even looking at ERA. I guarantee you that they didn't look at Josh Hader's ERA and say, okay, we got to go get this guy. They're looking at some of the predictive numbers and Tanner Scott had a better expected FIP than Hader last season. He had a 266 expected FIP that was third in all of Major League Baseball for qualified relievers. And Hader had a 352 expected FIP that was 41st. So is he in line with a little regression? Maybe he is. Maybe he won't be as dominant as the one we saw last season. He's certainly not striking out hitters at over 47% like we saw in Milwaukee. And I wouldn't be comfortable giving him more than a couple years at most. I think the ideally you get a two-year deal on a higher AAV with an opt-out after one, knowing that he's most likely going to re-enter the market because he had a great season for you and the market is a little more healthier and there's more teams out there willing to spend on elite relief pitching. But Tanner Scott, if the Marlins were willing to deal him, that is the guy I would trade for because – He's under one more year of team control, and you're talking about a player that hopefully you could package with another Marlins player in Jesus Luzardo if you wanted to go true big game hunting and cash in on some of these top prospects. So all I'm asking you to do is keep that name in mind, Tanner Scott. Tanner Scott, to me, is a name that I would absolutely want to see on the Dodgers. He's someone who had 12 saves last season. That was 28th in baseball. So he wasn't their primary closer. He had a lot of really good bullpen pieces in Miami last season. But I think that if you bring him in, then he's not going to be looking to record saves. He's not going to be looking to, okay, I'm going to be the primary closer like Josh Hader has made it adamant that he wants to be. And if you get Hader on a shorter-term deal, he's going to want to rack up those save numbers because that's what's going to lead to a big contract. And if you were to sign a long-term deal, Hader, I think that he'd be okay in one, pitching more innings, pitching in different spots. You could use him in a closer-by-committee situation. You can play some matchups between a lefty and a righty. Well, if he's on a shorter-term deal with the Dodgers, would he really be all-in on embracing that. That is the big question I would have if I'm Andrew Friedman and this front office. Whereas a Tanner Scott, he's someone that you could have with a Bruce Dar Gratterall and a Evan Phillips. You can play those matchups in high leverage situations. You have an elite left-handed reliever in Tanner Scott. You have elite right-handed relievers in Evan Phillips, Bruce Dar Gratterall. You got JP Fireisen coming back this season. You have Joe Kelly. You've got a complement of arms that would I think with one more piece added make this team a strength along with the rotation and the lineup so I think that's the only if I'm spotting the pimple on a model right now right the Dodgers are the supermodel but there's one little pimple on it it's a left-handed reliever right they've addressed the outfield position you got a outfielder that can rake against left-handed pitching and Teoscar Hernandez well now let's zero in on adding a little more talent and left-handedness to this bullpen. I think that should be their top priority. But let's go down below in the comments section. I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on Tanner Scott instead of a Josh Hader? Because, look, paying for a bullpen piece, paying for a closer at that rate, they gave Kenley Jansen $80 million, and he was elite before he signed that deal. Had some elite seasons after, but ultimately in the 2020 World Series, you had Blake Trinan and Julio Urias. They closed things out in games five and six. Game four, Kenley couldn't get it done. The volatility of a reliever is not something that I think that some people are considering with, okay, I want to give Josh Hader this big bag. We got Fraser listening from work. What up, Fraser? We got Fabian Reyes. When is Teo going to be on the show? I talked to him over Instagram a couple of days ago, and at the end of the month, he was considering coming into the studio, hopefully, but I'm going to get Teoscar Hernandez on the show. I'll keep you guys posted. Please trade for Luzardas from 
Nando 390. Francisco Diaz may needs to keep those red locks. What if he's like Samson and he loses his power of the velo if he cuts his hair, DMAC? Francisco, I'm just trying to change for the sake of change. What if it's a reverse Samson situation like we saw from Cody Bellinger in the 2021 season? He shaved his head and then belly was back. He had that big hit against the Giants in game five. So who knows? Will Kike return? Do you think he should? I would say no to both. Kike won't return because if you look at the position side of this roster, all 13 spots are filled, right? You got you, the bottom of that roster, you have Manuel Margot. You're going to see in a platoon situation with Jason Hayward in right. You also could see him spelling James Outman against lefties in center field. So you also have a Miguel Rojas that's going to provide that depth. We got, I got Freddie hitting the first. We got, that's for your guess for who will hit the first home run of the season for the Dodgers. Adam says, Freddie Freeman. I got to go Shohei Otani. It has to be Shohei Otani, right? Shohei Otani, first game as a Dodger in Korea, leaves the yard. It'll be electric. Has to be Shohei Otani or Teoscar Hernandez. I'm telling you, Teoscar Hernandez, he's going to hit 28 home runs. For the Dodgers, I got to make the all-star team. Dodgers Stadium is the new Disneyland. That's from Mitchell Hopkins. You know, Dodgers Stadium was actually inspired by Disneyland. And O'Malley had the engineers and the people behind the building of Dodgers Stadium, the architects. He actually, he actually had them go to Disneyland and study Disneyland as they were making Dodgers Stadium. In fact, when you pull up to Disneyland, you see that sign that is right. How do I get to it? Right there. If you see that font, it's the Disney font. And Disney lets the Dodgers use that font because of a little agreement they had there, just like how Oregon is able to use the Donald Duck mascot. But I digress. Done. Let's go, Dodgers. We got uh, Silly Giants. Disney ears are for kids. Sore effing losers. You know what the funny thing is? They need an attendance boost because they've been struggling. The interest there. They don't have a star. They need the box office appeal. How much you want to bet? Dodgers fans are going to be all over this and the Dodgers fans will be the first 15,000 in attendance and they'll take those freaking Mickey Mouse ears and it will be done with it. And I think that for the Giants fans, what they should be giving away is goofy ears because this is a goofy promotion by this Giants organization. We got May cutting his hair could be an improvement aerodynamically. Dirk, look, I've talked to players and one thing they tell me is sometimes when they cut their hair is they just feel like their endurance like it's almost a psychological thing they're not feeling as hot right and that's something that could be a factor but waiting four years is pretty wild that's from zella zoom yeah the fact you wait four years four years man should be archaeologists the way they can dig things up there i mean as if it's a bad thing i mean they want they want they, there was a championship to be won and the dodgers won it okay it only became Mickey Mouse when your team got eliminated because last time I checked, Padres fans were out dancing in the street after a wild card series win, right? The Dodgers beat two of the best teams in the sport, the Braves and the Tampa Bay Rays. They won the World Series that year. It was a unique season where we were at home and we were in quarantine and people needed something to watch, and I think that it definitely united fans all across america so i'm not mad about it but guess what like i said i need multiple world series titles i need another world series championship okay i'm already looking for the next one we'll give out there you go david e like i said the giants where's that arson judge bobblehead right where's that arson judge giants bobblehead where's that otani jersey giveaway where's that yoshinobu yamamoto bobblehead right no They've got nothing. They've got nothing this offseason, right? Uh, Mr. Seabat. I mean, got Jordan Hicks. Oh, great. Oh, Jordan Hicks. Wow. Uh, go to San Francisco. Get your car broken into. No, I'm good. That's from Fraser. Who hits the first home run in Korea? Dodgers. I got Smith. Roy Estrada. That's a nice pick there going with Will Smith. Rake and bake. Dodgers won't forget. And make sure to hand out a free ass whooping on their giveaway day. That's from Rake and bake. That's a fire take right there. Fire take. Giants lost their heart when Buster Posey retired. Mitchell Hopkins, DMAC. Why did the Major League Baseball make the Korea Series timing so confusing? It's during spring training, but still the regular season. It's a good question. I mean, you saw a few years ago when the A's were overseas. A lot of those 
games that are overseas usually are before the actual opening day. And I think that's for a couple of different reasons, right? You get more eyeballs on that game because it's an isolated game. There's not a lot of competition, but uh, Giants. And then also you want to get back to Dodger Stadium when you're playing the Cardinals in early, in late March, early April, when we're typically at Dodger Stadium and the regular season begins. Giants are just sore losers. The Giants are just irrelevant. The Giants are so irrelevant that they had to have some silly Mickey Mouse ears giveaway to try to troll a team about a World Series that was won four years ago. The Giants are completely out of ideas. And I'm telling you, the only people that we should be wearing those Mickey Mouse ears are the Giants front office peeps because they can't lure free aging. Farhan Zaidi, we're still waiting for you to sign a big star. Where is it? So I think that... Uh, yeah, that's an embarrassment. I'd be pretty embarrassed if I was a, a Giants fan. I mean, it'd be uh, it'd be almost kind of funny if it was the very next year. Even then, I'd be like, okay, touche. I get it. Good troll job against your rival. But four years? Four years. An entire high school span, right? Four years. I I think it's just desperate. It, it's, it reeks of desperation. D-Mac, we in on Max Freed. Axel, be interesting. I mean, you definitely want to... You definitely want a left-handed starting pitcher at some point. I think the extension of Glass now, and for me personally, I, Harvard Westlake kid would be kind of cool to have back in L.A., but uh, I'd take Luzardo in those three years of team control and trade some of those prospects versus a free agent contract for Max Freed. But uh, let's go back in the comment section here, guys. Thanks for rocking with us here on Dodgers Dugout, by the way. Number one Dodgers show on YouTube and the number one Dodgers YouTube channel. So if you are not subscribed, do us a huge favor and subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel so you are eligible for all of our giveaways. And we're not giving away a Mickey Mouse ring. We're going to give out some goofy ears and a clown nose for the, Do for the Giants fans and their front office. We got Checkmate coming soon. That's from David E. What I always say about Andrew Friedman is he doesn't speak until it's time to yell Checkmate. Why should we just let Phillips just be the closer? Adding Hater will be expensive and risky. So Phillips is someone who was still one of the best relievers in the sport last season. But one, he's a little more valuable when you can use him as your high leverage guy. The game isn't always won or lost in the ninth inning. And to just have your best reliever only pitch the ninth inning because it's the ninth inning, you lose some of that value when could be the seventh inning, could be the eighth inning, versus the top of the lineup, versus the meat of your order. So I like maintain the flexibility with Evan Phillips. Now, he's proven he can get the job done. He's proven he can handle it, and there's no question about that. But that was out of necessity. I think that there's this, there's this perception out there that they went into last season because that Craig Kimbrell, Kimbrelsa, they didn't re-sign re him. They should have let him go earlier, right? Kimbrelso was gone, and that that's why. But no, the, it was Daniel Hudson, and Daniel Hudson got injured. And that's what made Evan Phillips have to be that everyday closer. And last season, he had 24 saves, 24 saves. But if you look at the FIP, 194 in 2022, 316 last season. The strikeout numbers, 11 strikeouts per nine in 22. 9.7 last season. So I think that having him as that high leverage guy, the fireman, makes a lot of sense. Blake Tryon, hopefully he comes back. Daniel Hudson, hopefully one of those guys comes back. That could be a surprise, but I'm with you. You don't want to spend too much money on a closer when they're volatile and you've proven to be able to pick guys up and find them via trade. But uh, back down below in the comment section, forget hater, get classe. Yeah, Cla look, Classe is in a classe of his own. No, but Classe is someone who actually led Major League Baseball with, I believe, top of my head, 44 saves last season. Velocity was down a little bit. The cutter, not as effective as it was in 2022. But I do think that Classe is someone who I would love to have. The only issue is the Guardians are not going to trade Shane Bieber at the moment. A lot of executives around baseball are saying that they don't believe that Shane Bieber will get traded. And I don't think just a one-for-one -one style deal for Class A makes as much sense as trying to get value and trying to get multiple players in a potential deal. 
like they could do with another team. But Class A is definitely an option. But you also have to factor in, too, that that Guardians team, since they're not trading Bieber, they think they can win the AL Central this season. So I think that for Class A, they've been linked to him, and he's someone that has that top-end stuff that the Dodgers love. Maybe you see him as an in-season trade if they think they need to add another piece. Also, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of bringing Ryan Brazier back. Ryan Brazier was phenomenal. A .70 ERA for this team. He was outstanding for the Dodgers last season. I think he's another one that's waiting for that big Josh Hader domino to fall. We got Reagan Big. The Dodgers are proven when it comes to finding bullpen arms. Look at Chris Martin, Evan Phillips, Ryan Brazier. Use your expertise on this part of the team. You said it best. The Dodgers are fantastic when it comes to that, okay? And sometimes they can go shopping on the dollar menu, right? And sometimes they can go to the three-star Michelin chef restaurant, right? They can do it different ways. And a Chris Martin trade, when they trade in for Zach McKinstry, everyone said, Chris Martin? Wait, isn't that the Coldplay singer? Right? No, Chris Martin came in. He's phenomenal with the strikeout rate. And the only issue with him was he had given up too many home runs. The Dodgers fixed him. He was outstanding down the stretch. Evan Phillips, they acquired him from the Tampa Bay Rays. They turned him into one of the best relievers in the sport. Yancy Almonte, who they just traded, they got a really good year out of him when he was with the Rockies struggling for so many years. Ryan Brazier, he's someone that was DFA'd, had an ERA over seven with the Boston Red Sox this season. He implements a cutter, and he changes his entire approach, and he was outstanding as well. So you're 100% correct that you can find bullpen pieces from year to year, it's just with a team that has been constructed where you're trying to plug in any deficiency, does a tried-and-true traditional closer make things easier on a Dave Roberts who's not having to play matchups? It's kind of something to consider. I personally am with you, though. I'd rather find one on the trade market and go closer by committee because that is where the game is headed. The days of a traditional closer, they're numbered because – it just doesn't increase your chances of winnings. Yeah, he can get saves. Yeah, he can be out there in the ninth, but only using him in the ninth, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Chapman and Brazier, that's from El Rojas. We got Craig Hosterberg. Boris is the holdup. Mr. Seabed, Boris will allow his clients to sign until demands are met. That's how Boris operates. I mean, look, you could also, I mean, Boris and, and Cody Bellinger, some of these other guys, it's been a slow market. Uh, the Dodgers have always been able to acquire to always been able to square up Hader and steal the save from him. Yeah, just as Mookie bets. When Mookie hit that bomb on him last season, there in the ninth inning, it was one of my favorite wins of the year. That just means he's due. That's from 275. Vet Justin Lamas always rocking with us. I appreciate you. They didn't hit Hader in the 2022 playoffs. Just saying, yeah, I mean, who could forget Freddie Freeman striking out to end the game? No one's doubting Hader's talent level here. Hader is consistent he's durable he's been one of the best elite relievers in the game for quite some time it's just do you want to pay a premium for that and I'm not a hater hater I'm not sipping that haterade I'm not I just think that there's other ways that they can find another high leverage bullpen piece without having to spend a hundred million I'm all in on class a that's from Ivy Stroken the McMansion in Calabama <laughs> that's his name that's his name I mean, what am I supposed to do? Uh, D-Mac and the Simpsons predictions are always on point. Witchery, Brian. Hey, you know, that's the one thing about, hey, I've been pretty much, man, I, I've been on some Simpsons. Uh, I, I go to the future every now and then, and sometimes I just like to tell you guys what happens in the future. But, yeah, if something happens with Tanner Scott, that will be the icing on the cake because I remember the day after, literally the day after the Dodgers lost, I looked in this camera I said, Sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto, trade for Tyler Glass now, check, check. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big victory lap guy, right? I'm not going to toot my own horn. That's not who I am. But uh, Roberto, I don't think the Dodgers would like Hater on a one-year deal. You heard Muncy, Dodgers. I got jams. Andrew Friedman is taking notes right now. Nando 390 Marlins are having a liquidation sale. Dodgers should get Luzardo, Scott, Chisholm, the ice cream guy, and Mitchell man from them. Nando 390. Yeah, I mean, send some of those sweet teal throwbacks, too. I like those, the pinstripes. But you guys know, I've been the conductor of the Jesus Luzardo trade hype train. Same with Tanner Scott for longer. And I do know that 
the Dodgers and Marlins are natural trade partners. And if they are willing to seriously deal him, it makes sense because you have the prospect capital to get a deal done. And you got three years of team control, but that also makes his price extremely high. But uh, Dodgers don't like to spend on closers. That's from Cobra Commander, especially with Andrew Freeman. I mean, he signed Joe Kelly to that three-year $25 million deal. And for most of that deal, you basically paid him as a hitman to throw at the freaking Astros, right? But for long stretches of that deal, he was not good. I mean, I remember when he had his bobblehead night giveaway and people wanted to give him away. Right? That's how bad he was at one point. Signed Joe Bimo, LFG Dodgers, Mr. Midnight. We got people talking about the Super Big Mac in the chat. Do you guys know that Super Big Mac is back? It's four patties. Four patties on the Super Big Mac. That's a Jordan Burger. But you know what my issue is in McDonald's, if you're watching this, one, become a sponsor, and two, why can't we get more slices of cheese? Only one slice of cheese with the four patties. I'm not cool with that, man. Biggest burger? Probably a, a three. Probably a three. We got Jordan who goes the, what do you call him, a Dutch? A Dutch? A flying Dutchman. A four by. Let's ask, okay, we'll end the show on this one, guys. How many patties you got on your In-N-Out? I like, a, I like, I like me a double-double with some animal-style fries. I'm, I'm a simple guy. I do do the chopped chilies, though. Talk about Arias D-Mac. Can you share your thoughts on adding him in a trade? Look, Luis Arias is one of the better hitters in the game at one point we we're talking about him and hitting 400 started to tail off towards the end of the season we'll go we'll do a little more of a deep dive on him tomorrow though i got you on this one get luzardo and garrett on the rogers on arias and scott we got longtime listener first time poster what up appreciate you done and can't wait for the season to start yeah absolutely it's going to be the most anticipated dodgers season in the history of of this franchise. Yep, it's a nah on hater. That's from Mr. Midnight. Smash that like button. Yeah, definitely smash the like button. Definitely hit those comments down below. And like I said, we will have Tim Rogers on the show later. A little technical difficulty there. Apologies to him for that, but we'll get him back a little later. Just couldn't hear what he had to say. We got what's up, DMAX? 69 days until opening day. 69. Cannot wait, David. Will Smith first. So that's your. So here's your well, yeah. Well, here's your guesses for who's gonna hit the first home run. I got Shohei Otani. He an absolute tank in Korea. Who you got, Noel? Who's gonna hit the first home run for the Dodgers this season? You gonna go Freddie? You, go Freddy? you go Freddy. Who you got, Jordan? Jordan's got Otani. So I got Otani. Otani. You know, I might switch to Austin Barnes. You know, hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Should I switch to Austin Barnes? I think you should. Yeah, maybe go Austin Barnes. No. I bet on that. I, I, I got to go to Shohei Otani. It's too perfect. It makes too much sense, right? Shohei Otani with that kind of protection in the lineup. We got a 99-cent super chat. Appreciate that. 100 underlined twice. <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, every penny counts. That's how we bought this studio with all your super chats, guys. And we also were, are paying for a lot of that Otani money. DMAC, 122 wins. That's a hot take right there. 122 wins. That would shatter 116 wins. Not so sure about that. Let's see. Here we got the Arizona State Sun Devil mascot was designed by Walt Disney. That's a great fact right there, Mr. Seabad. I actually did not know that. I mean, I pride myself on knowing stuff like that, and I did not know that. It's very interesting. I did not know that. And I, I can see it now. I can absolutely see it now. By the way, shout out to UCLA beating Arizona State last night. Uh, Steven, I think any other team, if they won 20. Okay, a couple more here. Got another super chat. 999, the only person that needs to wear Mickey Mouse ears is Farhan Zaidi. Left the Dodgers after 2018, had a fluke year in 2021, and still can't sign a big-name free agent. Dude is a clown, and he's not in L.A. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what I said earlier. And you just fire take. I'll give you a finish him on that one as well. Outman homers first. That's John's guest, John Gozzi's guest over on YouTube. Ronnie Teoscar first hit homer while fans eating Teoscar Meyer Dodger dogs. Okay. Okay. Mookie leadoff Jack. That's from PJ. But that's going to do it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Dodgers Dugout. Like I said, we will have Tim Rogers on the show a little later. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll get Teoscar Hernandez on the show. So we're going to be loaded up with guests, loaded up with content. If you're not subscribed, you're not doing this Dodgers fan thing right because – this year is going to be bigger than ever for the channel. 
more post games, more videos, more guests, more giveaways. So be sure you're locked into all things Dodger baseball by hitting that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and do me a favor and hit that like button. But that's going to do it for this episode. My name is Doug McCain. We got a super chat here from Noah Ortega at the buzzer. Remember that Barnes made the first homer in 2022? Absolutely. I do remember that. Austin Barnes, and he was coming out swinging that year. So AB with the jack for sure. But that is going to do it for this episode. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Remember, there's nothing that brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. Until next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.